Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Good morning, Faith Family Church. We are so glad that you've joined us online this morning. We know that there's a thousand other things you could be doing today, but you're tuned in, and we are just so grateful for, your, for being so faithful to tuning in. You know, it's been 12 weeks since we've been together, and that's just hard for me to believe. That's 12 weeks that I've missed out on hugs and smiles and lunch with my family and friends. So I know that when we are able to get back together again, it might be a little bit different, but it's going to be better, I am sure. It's better than this, right? Um, my name is Donna Davinke. I am Pastor Mike's wife. Um, if you ask me, I'm the better half. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but anyway, um, it's such a privilege to be here and to bring the word to you. And I'm super excited about it. So we're going to get started. We're going to be talking today about um, a letter that Paul, one of the main apostles of the New Testament, wrote to the church. He wrote it to the church in Philippi. It's the book of Philippians is what we call it. But it actually was a letter that was written while he was in prison to encourage the believers in Philippi. And this book, from it's very short. It's only four chapters. Um, I believe I wrote it down here. It's only 104 verses altogether. But it is power-packed. It is a letter that was written to encourage the believers in Philippi because they were going through some difficult times. They were going through some cultural changes. They, they were going through some things that were really starting to affect them as a church. And Paul said, listen, I need to get this letter to them. I want to remind them who they are in Christ. I want to remind them of what it means to have this relationship with Jesus. So he penned this letter while he was in prison, like I said, and he sent it to the church of Philippi. Well, isn't it just like the word? Isn't it just like God to have that letter available to us here today in 2020, that we can read that same letter that was written hundreds of years ago and it bring joy and peace and comfort and wisdom and everything that we need to help us get through. 2020 has been tough. We are in the middle of a, a, a very difficult season, something that we've not experienced as a nation like this in, in I don't know, it, we use the word unprecedented. We have nothing to gauge it by, but we have an unchanging God. We have, a, we have an unchanging word that's been given to us. So it, 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 it's written to the church to help settle us and to help give us that direction and that oomph that we need. So as it is called a letter, that's what the epistles are, that's the fancy word for letter, um, this letter was written to them, but I'm going to make it personal today. This, is, this letter, and I hope that that's what you're going to do with it, we're going to call it a letter that's been written to us personally as a church or to me as a believer. And the title of my message in line with all of that is, You've Got Mail. And when you hear, I know you all heard that guy's voice saying, you've got mail. I know you did, right? It's been a long time since we've heard that. But really, that's what the Bible is. It's like a letter, a mail, uh, a, a letter that's been mailed to our hearts 
to remind us, to encourage us, to, to be there to help us get through, all right? So we're going to unpack portions of this letter today. Um, again, the book of Philippians, or the letter to the Philippians, it's only four chapters long. In fact, it's um, only filled with 104 verses. So it's an easy read, a, a good read. But like I said, it is power-packed. So we're going to unpack it. We're going to go through it. Uh, we're going to enjoy ourselves, I believe. Well, I'm already having a good time, so I hope you guys are having a good time too. But before we get started, I would love to be able to pray so we can just settle our hearts, focus our minds, and count on the Holy Ghost to help us through. Amen. So let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the privilege of just uh, being a believer. It is just so awesome. You have given us so much. So today, we purpose to hear from you. We purpose to hear more than what is spoken. We purpose to set our hearts and our minds on you. And Holy Spirit, we trust you as the great teacher to come in and teach us through your word. We ask this. We believe that we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's unpack this. Let's look in Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 and we're going to be reading from the passion translation and again he's speaking to us as believers he says this look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one you are filled to overflowing with his comforting love you have experienced a deepening friendship with the holy spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy Verse 2 says, so I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. Okay, wow. Those few scriptures, those few verses that we just read are so important for us to read and to just digest, just let them settle. You know, he uses the word perfect unity. Well, when we hear the word perfect, we're like, wait a minute, we can't be perfect. No, what he's saying is mature. When we see the word perfect, the Bible is referencing a maturity. In fact, what Paul's encouraging us is, listen, let's stay mature here. Let's not go backwards. Let's not act like little kids. Let's, let's be mature here and understand the importance of unity. The definition, unity, translates, in other words, be like-minded. Not be exactly the same, but be like-minded. He's encouraging the church, the believers, individually and as a whole. Guys, let's, let's remember the cause. Let's remember the purpose, the reason Jesus came. So we could have life and have it to the full. So that we could, we could uh, bring lot, the lost into the kingdom. There's so much good. Remember, Jesus died. He said this in John 10.10, and I don't have it up there, but he said this. Um, the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. 
but I've come that you might have life and have it to the full or overflowing, depending on what translation you're reading from. But Jesus came to give us life. So Paul is encouraging us, hey, guys, listen, don't make it about yourself. Make it about others. That's the cause. See, that's where we can stay in unity. When we make it about others, and we remember Jesus himself didn't come to be served, the word says in Luke. He came to serve. So again, it's just a reminder. Hey, we want to be reminded of this because you know what? We can, compl- we can, we can forget. We can forget by Monday morning what the message was on Sunday. You know, so it's important that we're reminding each other. Hey, guys, it's not about me. It's about everybody else. It's putting them uh, the others, that's what he's talking about. Seeing them is more important than yourself. Let's keep the cause in front of us, which is people, okay? Let's keep the cause in front of us, which is souls for the kingdom. Amen? So that perfect uni- unity, don't let it throw you off. Just remember, that means we, mean to, we need to stay like-minded. Okay, so we're going to drop down just to the verses 14, same chapter, verses 14 and 16, and we're still reading in the Passion's Translation. And he says this in verse 14. He says, live a cheerful life, that's nice, without complaining or division among yourselves. For then, and this is what happens when we do this, when we live that cheerful life and and, uh, we don't complain and we don't have division, listen to what happens. For then, you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God. In other words, we're going to represent the right way, right? even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. For you, this is us again, the church will appear among them as shining lights in the universe, offering them the words of eternal life. Okay, so what happens is if we don't give in to the complaining and we don't give in to the, 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 the murmuring and the division and the fault finding and whatever it is that we're going through, all right, when we don't give in, when we remember that we're to be lights, guess what? We shine. We shine. It is so easy. Light always dispels darkness. All right? No matter what, light always dispels darkness. But we have to choose to let our light shine. We have to choose to say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's what we have to do. That's on us. So this is what he's saying. We will appear among them, the world, as shining lights in the universe and we offer them the words of eternal life. Now, this is cool. We get people saved, all right? When we're living the right way, and that means we are remembering who we are in Christ, when we're remembering that we're here to serve, we're here to, the, the cause of Christ is people, okay? The cause of Christ is growing his kingdom. The cause of Christ is, is saying, you know what? You're more important than I am, all right? God's gonna take care of me. I wanna take care of you. I want to introduce you to Jesus, all right? And maybe it's not in what we say. It's what we do or however it is. But listen, God is doing something good in the believer's life. And Paul is encouraging the church, us, just like he did the church of Philippi, to not forget that we're not to fall back into that old way of thinking, that old way of doing things. We're not to complain. We're not to find fault. But we're to build and, and, and be about the Father's business. Amen? We are to remember we are shining lights. Now, the Aramaic of that word, when we always said offering them the words of eternal life, the Aramaic translation of that says, you stand in the place of life to them. 
all right? Now listen to the Greek. The Greek text means holding out to them the word of life. See, when we're letting our light shine, when we're not getting into the middle of things to stir things up, when we're really letting and staying connected to the word and reminding ourselves who we are in Christ and all that he has done for us, we're a light. We're actually bringing the word of life to the unbeliever. We are showing them that there is a better way. There is a person, and his name is Jesus, the anointed one. And we are br- we'll bring about change. The church has a call and a commission, and it is from God, and it's to go ye into all the world and preach. And let me tell you, preaching isn't always talking, it's living. A lot of times people watch you before they listen to you. Amen? So Paul, again, he's just encouraging. Listen, it's about unity. It's about staying connected to the word so that we can bring the word, we can live it out. And and, And he gets all the glory. But think about it. You are the person who's standing in that gap. You stand in the place of life to them. Well, we know people need Jesus, all right? Now, little side note, okay? Um, and I was talking to my husband about this, and it's, it's really neat. When you talk about the Word of God, when you are expressing your, your um, information of, of Scripture or you're, you're quoting, I can do all things through Christ, you're giving people hope, I want to remind you that the Word is anointed, that, that when we speak those words of life, they're not just words. They're anointed words bringing the ability to change. Those words impart truth by the Holy Spirit. And so it's not just you talking, because that's easy. It's you speaking precisely. It's you saying, you know what? I have the ability to speak the word of life, and I'm going to choose the word of life over my opinion or how I feel. If I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, if if I'm happy or I'm sad, I'm going to speak life. All right? Um, In Proverbs 18.21, it reminds us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. All right? In other words, we have the ability, and I know I just shared this on my encouragement uh, to you a few days ago on our Facebook page, but I want to share it again because we have to remember how important our words are. We can't let ourselves get so frustrated, and everybody, it's easy to get frustrated, especially now when you're told that you can't do something, you can't go, or what is our school you're going to look like, or what's going on, all the different things going on. There's, there's an easy, it, it's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to go, hey, forget it. This is too hard. I don't want to say what I, I, I want. I want to say what I feel. But God really wants us to say what he says about the problem, or the situation, or the future, or whatever it is. And so let's choose our words wisely. Let's understand that we're anointed and that that anointing that's on the word of God has the ability to go in and pierce the heart of the believer just like your heart was affected the first time you heard the gospel or the word of God, however it was preached to you. And that's what we have the ability to bring. So a little side note, just to remind you that our words are not just to be flippantly spoken. Our words are not just to fly off the handle and say, oh, my bad. Our words are to bring life and to encourage and to build up and to strengthen. Amen? So remember that, okay? Because we are, we're that connection. We're, we're exactly what God, we're here for such a time as this. So let's be smart about it, okay? Let's stay encouraged. All right, we're going to look at some more. In chapter 4, all right, of the book of Philippians, which also is in, um, called the book of encouragement by some, he says this in verse 
4 through 9, and I'm going to read them again. We're still in the, the Passion Translation. Let's read through it. He says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship. Isn't that beautiful? For our Lord is ever near. Verse 6 tells us, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Hey, this is encouraging. All right? Be saturated in prayer throughout your day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. All right? Tell him every detail of your life. Have that conversation with him. Get to know your heavenly father. Okay, that was me. All right, now we're back in the word. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. We need answers. He's got them. All right? Tell him. Talk with him. He's going to reveal things to you. Verse 8. So, okay, this is what Paul says. So, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic. Here's real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind. Well, keep your thoughts fixed on what the Bible says, okay? All right. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you and the God of peace, okay? And the God of peace will be with you in all things. All right, so let's unpack that a little bit. He's saying, listen, get to know God. How many of you ever, ever sat down with God and just said, hey, this is what I'm going through? He wants you to keep it real with him. He wants you to be talking with him. This is an encouraging word from Paul to us. This is our letter from God, written by God, inspired to have Paul write it. I know that sounded a little confusing. I'm so sorry. But it's from God's heart to us. And he's saying, listen, talk with me. Listen, I know you're stressed. I know you're wondering, oh my gosh, what's this next school year going to look like? What is my job situation going to look like? What is, what is everything going to look like in the next couple months? We don't know. But as we get to know our Heavenly Father, we're spending time with him, he's going to show you the steps. What do you need to do? But he doesn't want you worried. He wants you trusting. He wants you to talk with him. He wants you to share every detail of your life with him. That is so beautiful. And I love how he talks about with other relationships and so forth. Just, just listen, God wants us in relationships and he wants us having this, just this flow of love and joy. Because you know what, just like what Pastor Mike shared last week, the fruit of the spirit, which is God's nature, has been imparted to you as a believer. So if you're short in kindness, it's just because you haven't developed that area. It's, that seed is there. If you if you're need a little more joy, water it. Get, get, get joyful. Know that that seed has been imparted to you, that, that, that new nature of God was given to you and you got born again. You've got to develop it. But I promise you, when you're praying and when you're spending time with God, he's going to help you. He's going to help you get to that point, that joy that overflows, that gratitude that shows that peace that comes because we're spending time with him. We're trusting him that, you know what? I don't think anybody 
except for God knows what tomorrow is going to be like. We can wonder and assume and project, but don't you want to get to know the person who really knows? <laughs> That's really what he's promising us. He's going to give us that peace. He's going to give us that stability that we need. He's going to give us everything to help us get through. All right? These are good. This is a good letter, right? This is like the best letter you've ever read. I know. I know. I'm so glad. And it's a letter to me. I make it personal. Remember, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I shared not too long ago. When you make the word personal, it becomes more real to you. It's not something about for somebody else or I wish so-and-so was here. No, you're here. You're listening. The letter is to you. Okay. All right. I'm trying to stay on point here. Now, um, it's funny because uh, the other day, I was working on our porch, and my husband had, we, we got this blower, okay? We have so many leaves in our house. It's like crazy, not in our house, but <laughs> that would be really bad. We have so many leaves outside of our house because of the trees, okay? So literally, you can rake up all the leaves, and the next day, they're all over. It's like you didn't even do anything. So what I wanted was, I said, babe, we need to get a blower because it's just easier, okay? Because what can happen if you don't get them off of your driveway, wherever it is, then the rain comes or whatever, and it starts staining the driveway and all that. So he buys me a blower. And um, the other day, I realized, well, he was telling me that it actually works also as like a big vacuum thing, so you can also just suck up all the leaves, okay? So I'm thinking, well, that is great. Um, um, let's do this. You know, we finally got all the pieces together and everything, and it came with like a little pack, and you know, so I can just like go and, and, and I'm, I'm sucking up all the leaves on our porch and everything because they do come in through our porch. And um, so he's watching me, my husband, because he's wonderful and he's making sure I'm doing it right because this is what I want to do. And uh, I'm working really hard and everything. And this sack, um, you put it over your shoulder and then it sucks all the, the leaves up and everything. And he's, he gets a, a chuckle and I look over at him like, why are you laughing? You know, it's bad that you're watching me and not helping, but now you're laughing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what was funny was that here I am working so hard and thinking I'm doing so good, but I forgot to zip up the bag. So no matter how hard I was working, no matter how much time and diligence I was putting in, the bag was completely opened in the back because I hadn't zipped up the zipper. So everything I was taking in was going right out. I didn't see it. So it must, it, I, I bet it looked like a funny cartoon. But it was enough to bring a, a, a laugh to my husband. And actually, it is pretty funny. But I got to thinking, how many of us sometimes we feel like, you know, no matter what I do, it seems like, like that situation. It looks like I'm doing everything right. I've got it all lined up and everything's working. But there's like a gap. There's like a, a big hole in our life. There's something that is not right. Well, a lot of times it's because we're not really trusting God the way that he really wants us to. Or maybe we figured it out in our head that this is the way we're supposed to do or I'm supposed to think about this. Or, but see, this whole letter that Paul wrote to us was instruction. It was reminding us that, listen, guys, you don't want to live your life where you're thinking that you're making this big impact, but you, 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 know, you didn't zip up the bag you're, uh, on your life. You're not, you're not paying attention. And God wants you paying attention. He wants you to understand that the life that Jesus gave for us was to have life to the full. And if we're having life to the almost or nearly or a little bit, something's wrong. 
let's figure it out because these letters are not just written to certain people as far as an elite group and the ones who graduated from here or, or went to Bible school or, or the, the fivefold ministry. These letters are written to every single one who calls himself a Christ follower. And Paul is saying, listen, your life, your life that Jesus paid so dearly for should be going from glory to glory. That you can have that peace that just keeps multiplying and overflowing, that joy that bubbles up, that peace that comes and stabilizes, that hope that gives us, hey, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. You know, the answers come when we're doing it God's way. The life that he died, and I'm not saying it's this rigid, you've got to do everything right. That's not what I'm saying, I promise. What I'm saying is that get to know him and his ways. You know, my, my favorite scriptures are in Matthew. And, and when he's talking about learn, learn from me. Jesus came, came to the earth um, as a man. And, and, and when, he, when he preached, he preached with anointing. And he brought in a different way of thinking to the religious people or those who were under the law. And what he said, listen, I want you to learn from me. Uh, it's Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And he's saying, listen, I have a, a new way of doing things. And so what I would encourage you is when you're reading this letter written to you by God, he's going to bring to your attention some things that maybe you're not paying attention to. Maybe, maybe your life isn't really going the way that, that God really wants your life to go because he wants to give you life into the full. So just pay attention and just lean in and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because he's going to guide you the right way. He's going to show you, hey, you need to zip that up. Hey, you need to pay attention over here because all your effort, you know, you want to see fruit in your life, the good kind of fruit. Amen? Little rabbit trail, but I'm hoping you're catching the drift. You're, you're, you're getting the whole idea there. So really quickly, I have one more scripture to share with you. It's um, actually found in the first chapter of the letter in verse 6. Philippians 1 verse 6 in the Passion Translation still, Paul says this, I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one, okay, who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so... The reason I wanted to end with that scripture, even though it was in the very beginning of the letter, is because we covered quite a bit. And maybe you're feeling a little bit like, oh, well, that's for people who are like this or, or who read the word or da-da-da-da, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. You know, we, we all come up with some ideas. But what that states is that, you know what? When you got born again, when you said, here am I, Lord, I want to know you, and you invited Jesus into your heart, he began a good work in you. All right, that's what happened. You got born again. You, you gain heaven, okay? That's a promise for, for eternity. We'll, we'll be joined in heaven, and it's going to be awesome. But here on this earth, when you got born again, he began a good work in you. And the Bible says that he is faithful to complete it. So be encouraged by that. The thing is, is that you know what? You, are, you don't have to be perfect. Just know that God is continually working in you. He who began a good work in you is faithful. 
He is faithful. He's going to watch it. He's going he's to bring about all those different things. He wants you to fulfill your destiny. He wants you to be a, a joyful person to be around. He wants your relationships to flourish. He wants you to be that light in darkness. He wants you to bridge that gap, all right? He's got so much for you. But be encouraged. He's going to make sure that, I mean, he is there with us. He'll complete it in you. Will you let him? Are you going to give him that time? Are you going to tell him every detail of your life in prayer? Are you going to be that intimate with him? Listen, he wants to put the finishing touches on your life. Have you ever seen those do-it-yourself home, you know, those uh, shows where they come in and the very end where they they transform an entire home? And what is the very favorite part of, I mean, it's favorite part of mine and usually them, is the staging part. Those little tiny finishing touches that you just go, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That just where the pillow's the right way and this is the right way. Well, God wants to do that in your life. This letter is written to you and he's saying, I want to put those finishing touches on your life. I want to take you from here to here. You know what? 2020, the next six months can be the best six months. All right? And that is not from me. That is me relaying a message to you from God. Get to know him. Read these scriptures. If you only read the book of Philippians from now until Jesus came back, every day you would get something new and nurturing. It is delicious. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. He is. He is. And every time we take in his word, every time we read it, every time we, we, we uh, take it to heart and we let it change us, I promise you, we'll see fruit every time because God's not mocked. He's not going to make a promise that he's not going to fulfill. He's not going to do that. He's not a man that he should lie. So let's be encouraged by this letter. You've got mail. Open it up. Read it. See what God has spoken to you. We've looked at so many scriptures in this very small letter, all right? But I promise you that if you take the time to go back and read them and apply them, Listen, we're a church that talks the word and, and, and the, the part that some people don't want to do, but it's the, the, the very essence of, of, of being a believer is do the word. Not only take it in, but then do it. Put into action. Put into action what you're hearing. Listen, God can do great things in your life, and he wants to. I promise you. This word of encouragement was brought to you by, no, I'm just kidding. This word of encouragement is for us today. All right, you just bury yourself in it. Just, just let it, just, just say, Lord, I'm going to be, I'm going to be everything that you've called me to be, and I know you're going to help me. And, and be encouraged by it. Take the time to read it in different translations. Just read uh, Philippians. Four chapters, guys, only a little over 100 verses. But take the time to do that. Know that God is with you. Everything that he has for you is good. That is not a cliche. That is a promise. Everything that God wants to do in your life is good. Every good and perfect gift that he brings to you, that that comes right down from heaven for you, and he wants you to enjoy this life. Amen? We need him. We need him now. All right? So just trust him. Fix your, your thoughts on him. Enjoy this time with him. You know, just let yourself be, you know what, Lord, just show me. Bathe yourself in his word. I know that sounds so weird. Never mind. Don't do that. Just <laughs> take the word in and enjoy yourself with him. He wants, to, he wants you to trust him. Amen?
good word today. I am satisfied. I know that what I preached, I preached to me first, okay? But I know that there are many out there who are probably listening and maybe wondering, how does this even happen? This whole letter was written to believers. These are people who made the decision to serve God, to trust God, to say, Lord, I, 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 I need Jesus. Those people who are maybe tired of living life on their own or doing things their own way, you know, that's not the life of the believer. The life of the believer says, you know what, Lord, I need you. And it starts when you make that decision and say, I don't want to do it on my own anymore. And if you are tired and you are just, you're, 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 uh, you don't have peace, you've lost hope, uh, you're, you're in fear, there's just so much going on, and you, know, you don't know, you don't know what tomorrow brings, put your trust in Jesus. It starts with that decision to say, you know what, I need you. It's that simple and then the lord he comes in and he he makes all things new he he he'll take what what you give him which is your life which is a mess all of our lives are a mess at our best our life is a mess and he exchanges it and gives us his best and that is the beauty of the relationship amen the bible says in second corinthians five seventeen that if any person becomes is in christ he, he has become a new creation Old things have passed away, and all things have become new, and that's our promise. So I would just want to pray with you. Um, our faith family who is born again, I know that you're praying now for those who would hear this message and be encouraged to make a decision for Jesus. So let's all pray. Let's all pray. Let's bow our heads, and let's just say, Lord, just repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. And, Lord, I know that life, in my life was never meant for me to live alone. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world. He died a horrible death. He died it for me. And I thank you, Lord, that because of that death, that burial, and his resurrection, I can receive him into my life. So, Father, I receive all that Jesus did, and I truly uh, know that he loves me and he is here for me. I receive him now as Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're from Faith Family, I know you're all hooping and hollering and say, woo-woo, because we are party church. But listen, if you decided to make Jesus Lord of your life today during this message, I would encourage you, if you're watching by Facebook, write it in the comments. Go to our website, which is myffc.tv. Drop us a line and say, you know what? I'm one of those people. I said yes to Jesus during this service. And we just want to get in contact with you and give you some information. And if you have never read, and I'm talking to, to all the believers out there, if you've never read the book of Philippians, read it again uh, or read it now. If you've read it before, read it again and again and again and let the Holy Spirit just show you new things because it is written for you for this day and age. We love you so much. As a church, we're always thankful for this, just the faithful people who continue to give, who continue to tithe to Faith Family Church. We know that your trust is in Jesus, and we know that God is doing great things in your life. So thank you for being faithful to give. Um, on the screen, it shows different ways that you can give if you'd like to, to Faith Family Church. And we, again, just thank you for that. If you have a prayer request, please go to our website, myffc.tv, 
and, and fill out a connect card there that lets us know that there's a spot there for prayer requests. If there's a need, let us know, and that's how you can communicate with us. We love you so much. Stay tuned for a message from Miss Vicki for our children's ministry. That's our elementary age kids. They've got something good for you. Know that we love you. Pastor Mike, continue to pray for you, and we're believing this, this pandemic situation will be over soon so that we'll be able to see each other face-to-face. Be, be blessed, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.